You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This episode of Obehave is brought to you by the Trimline Veterinary Recovery Collar. It's Obehave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Okay, listeners, up until today, my special guests have always had a connection to dogs or cats or both. Well, we're about to do something we've never done on this show before. Yep, I intend to horse around on purpose. That's because today's show shines the spotlight on an amazing thoroughbred named Lucas. He never wowed the crowd during his brief racing career, but he now puts the awe in awesome and has earned the title Smartest Horse in the World. Now, when it comes to horse smarts, Lucas gallops ahead of the herd, and that includes Mr. Ed. You remember that TV's talking horse. Yes, a horse is a horse, of course, of course. Unless that horse is the famous Lucas, I consider to be the Einstein of equines. And helping us to share his story is his owner and trainer, Karen Murdoch. Hey, Karen, welcome to the show. Good morning, Arden. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. Well, we're going to talk to Karen about her connection with this brainiac named Lucas right after this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. Obehave will be right back. Be sure to tune in when Pet Life Radio goes live from Global Pet Expo, the world's largest annual pet products trade show. March 25th through the 27th, you can catch all the new products coming out for our pets before they even hit store shelves. From the latest in all-natural and eco-friendly products to the most elegant in pet pampering and high-tech innovations from companies all over the globe. It's at Global Pet Expo. Nearly 800 companies will be displaying new and exciting products to make time with our pets even better. Tune in March 25th through the 27th for everything Global Pet Expo. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. 
So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com. Introducing the Trimline Veterinary Recovery Collar, a must-have for all pets. Known as the Soft Blue Collar, this comfortable recovery collar provides an effective barrier so dogs and cats can bounce back to health safely and quickly from injury, trauma, and surgery such as spay or neutering. Dogs and cats of all ages can eat, drink, and play and keep their sutures and stitches at bay. Cats dig it too. The Trimline Collar can even be inverted to not bother your finicky feline friend's whiskers. Great for all sizes, from kittens and chihuahuas to Great Danes, this soft, flexible, and lightweight blue collar is a great substitute for the hard plastic Elizabethan or e-collar. Learn more at TrimlineInc.com or call 1-800-371-0216. That's T-R-I-M-L-I-N-E-I-N-C.com. Plus, it's available at all distributors, so ask your veterinarian for the blue soft collar today. Stop what you're doing and start horsing around. Every week on Pet Life Radio, horse expert and award-winning rider Audrey Pavia will be trotting out great tips on feeding, breeding, and more on everything equestrian. So set a spell and say hey to Audrey and get ready for a darn tootin' gallopin' good time. Every week on Horsing Around, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. As mentioned, our guest today is Karen Murdoch. She's an accomplished horse trainer and teacher from Walnut Creek, California. She's also the proud owner of Lucas, who is proclaimed as the smartest horse in the world. And you know what? Don't take my word for it. Just Google search smartest horse in the world, and you will see thousands of references to Lucas. You can see many, many videos on YouTube. You'll witness Lucas. He spells his name. He counts. Hey, this horse can even twirl on three legs, and he likes to play peekaboo. I consider him a Mensa with a mane. So, Karen, let's just rewind all this a bit. Take us back to how you first came to acquire Lucas. Sure, Arden. I found Lucas in a local horse trader magazine advertised as a green project horse. He left the racetrack as a two-year-old with some injuries to his front legs, ended up changing hands for eight years, uh, was rescued out of a backyard by the lady that I bought him from, Sue Smith. She was a local trainer that took pity on him. She noticed that he was in the yard, emaciated, uh, just bedraggled, uh, very neglected. She told me that when she saw him, she felt such pity for him, she had to stop because his mane and tail were just a solid mass of debris and mud. Uh, She rehabilitated him with the intention of hoping to incorporate him into her amateur jumping program. Uh, she ended up advertising him for sale uh, in the ad that I saw when he didn't fit in with her program. 
Now, back up a little bit, if I may, for some of the folks that need to be brought up to speed on horse talk. What's a green project horse? What does that mean? Well, that means that the horse has very little training, wouldn't be safe for a beginner, just very untrained. Okay. And what made you say, here's a project with a challenge. I mean, I'm assuming you've, you've been, had a love of horses all your life, but what attracted you to Lucas? That's true, Arden. I've always loved horses. He just seemed to catch my eye. He had a very kind uh, face, a very sweet demeanor. We got along real well, and I've always enjoyed the thoroughbreds. We have a lot of spirit. Uh, tend to learn very easily, but they also learn bad things just as easy. So you, they really test your training. So you bring home this horse that is just basically a shell of what Lucas is today. Because if you go to playing with Lucas on YouTube.com, folks, you are going to be blown away by the beauty, the what do you say, majesticness? If there's such a word, this horse is beautiful. And inside and out. So, I mean, you really enabled Lucas to to grow and to blossom. Thank you, Arden. I appreciate that. So you get this horse home, and do you have other horses up in Walnut Creek at the time, or what was the situation, and how long ago was this? I purchased Lucas when he was 10, and that was seven years ago. And Mm -hmm. since then, he's been my only horse, and that's that's plenty. He takes Mm -hmm. up much of my time during the day, and we spend a lot of time on on, uh, new tasks as well. So when you brought him home, I mean, I'm assuming you spent a lot of time at uh, the veterinary place. And I mean, what was his health condition? By that time, Sue had gotten him um, into a pretty good condition, Arden. So he was fairly stable there. It was just a matter of untraining bad habits, which is the same thing that we do with our dogs and birds. We have to get rid of the unacceptable un- uh, behaviors first, and so then, then we can insert what we do want. What was some of his bad habits? Oh, my goodness. He was one of the toughest animals I've encountered, and, and I've had quite a few. He had a terrible problem with bucking. That's when they go straight up in the air and twist around. Yes. Uh, shying. Um, shying is when they spook and jump. He was to the point that he was unsafe even in his own stall. He would rear. So it was a matter of just gaining trust and instilling confidence and uh, a sense of uh, a bonding and a connection between us. Your background with horses, I mean, I don't assume you came out of the womb, you know, with, you know, with reins in your hand, but when did you first start getting involved with horses? Well, I rode my first horse on when I was five, so it's been, okay. a, it's been a lifelong uh, love of mine. Growing up, um, my parents could not afford to buy a horse, so occasionally they take me to the riding stables, but I think that just fuels your desire more when you want something so much from afar and in the meantime I studied and and did an awful lot with dogs I've always enjoyed the training process and these techniques have transferred as well to all of my dog training I have a a spaniel that I also do pet therapy with we do hospice volunteering oh okay it, it overlaps and it's a it's a wonderful way to be able to have a very special and close bond with your animals. I'm also was a psychiatric nurse. I just retired okay. for 25 years. So the techniques are, and my husband even swears, Arden, that I use the techniques on him. They're very, <laughs> they're very gentle and, and very leading in a very positive way. No, I, I noticed that technique when, in some of the videos. Your dog, the Spaniel, what, what's your dog's name? That's Wendell. He's a Cavalier King Charles. Oh, a Cavalier King Charles. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I actually, uh, I have a cousin, if you will, 
of Cavalier King Charles. I'm, that's a breed dear to me because I speak to their group every year. I jokingly say that, uh, you know, they are called the love sponge. And uh, they're great dogs, but they could be, you know, they can be lap dogs, but they can also be very adventurous. There's a lot of range in their, their temperament. And uh, people have seen me with my friend's dog, Sophie, and they will say, is, oh, I know, that's one of those those Prince Edward dogs, or isn't that a Chevy Cavalier? And you're like, whatever. The poor dog has a hard time getting its full title. But So how does Window get along with Lucas? Yeah, they tolerate each other fine when I'm there. They're very, very focused, which is something that I really strive for. So they're often looking towards me for direction and, and follow what... Uh, I tend to tell them. So they get along fine and have no problems. Um, They're very gentle. They're used to being around people, and they're very, very cooperative and and willing to please, which is a Let's compare the uh, size of Wendell and Lucas. Let's go for it. What's the hands high on Lucas? And I'm assuming you about two and a half hands for uh, Wendell, right? About, yes. uh, (laughs) Quite the size difference, Arden. You're right there. Wendell has probably had too many treats. He's supposed to be uh, topped out at 25 pounds, but he's probably closer to 30. Okay. And Lucas is close to 16.1. He's a chestnut, a gelding. They measure horses in hands, which is four, approximately four inches. Okay. Five seven. So as I'm looking across his withers, he comes to about my forehead. Wow. When you say 16.1, are you saying he's 16 feet high? It's... Uh, Hands, so he's probably about his back reaches probably to about five four. I'm guessing. Okay. But when he's rearing, I don't know if you've seen his rearing picture. Oh yeah. That puts him probably close to ten feet high. Wow. And how much does he weigh? He's probably close to twelve hundred pounds. Yeah, I, me too. After the holidays, but I'm definitely <laughs> trying to cut back. <laughs> For a horse that weighs, you know, 1,200 pounds, he has a calm demeanor, it seems. When I noticed on the videos when you speak with him, and, and I do want people, I do encourage people to go to the website playingwithlucas.com. And folks, Lucas is spelled L-U-K-A-S. And you can also dash over to YouTube and just put in playing with Lucas and you'll be blown away. I mean, this is a horse that can spell his name. He can count. I saw him do some other fun things on the video. I love the peekaboo game, and he plays catch, right? He does, Arden. And what's so exciting about all this is I initially got started with this to share the happy results of kind training and to demonstrate to the world that most of us, the things that most of us already know, that animals do have feelings and they're intelligent, deserve to be treated in a, in a kind and gentle way. What I've taught him is to help people realize that animals deserve to be treated kindly, and they're, they're a lot more intelligent than people give them credit for. I've had so many people and such feedback responding to us in emails. Lucas usually gets between 100 and 200 emails a day wow. for having evidence to show their skeptic friends that animals really do are thinking sentient beings. In addition to what you mentioned, we've also been working with great success on object permanence, proportion. He's able to identify uh, a bigger pile of things from a smaller uh, spatial relationships in that he is able to put things in a different place and find things where I've put them without him seeing. Um, Also, amazingly, I wasn't sure if he could learn this, but he's 
catching on uh, currently to a same different concept that he understands something that's on he has a little desk and I put his shapes and he's able to identify what doesn't belong and more even surprising to me is the ability for him to start to grasp the concept of absentness um, something that's not there so mm-hmm. it's, just, it's very very exciting we've also um, joined a whole bunch of scientific groups there's a huge uh, interest an upswing in animals' abilities, and it's just so wonderful to be a part of the, the different groups and and research development. We're hoping to contribute to that as well. You know, I was I was thinking as you were speaking, your background as a psychiatric nurse, it just really is a complement to being a positive reinforcement trainer, whether it's a dog or a horse. And when you were speaking about things like object permanence and the same different concept, give me some specifics of what Lucas can do with those types of uh, techniques. Well, the object permanence has to do with seeing things that, uh, for him to understand that things are still there when he can't see them. Um, I'll put his uh, beloved green towel under his other towels, and he's able to understand that the towel is still there. Also, I'll hide his towel and ask him to go find it, and he'll actually go and search. Now, granted, sometimes he'll go to the previous place, and I can actually see his little ears twitching, wondering where it was, <laughs> and, and then trying to remember where the last place was. So this is a fascinating realm. What type of reward are you giving him? Because I notice he gets little treats, but your voice is also, you'll say, well done. Is that a reinforcement cue? The reinforcers I use, Arden, are very carefully and specifically programmed. Um, it, it looks real casual. However, I've developed a system that I can reward for small efforts and gradually fade the rewards into a, a less and less of a schedule so that he's able to perform longer chains. Okay. I do use my voice. It's very perceptive of you uh, to notice, and there are a lot of different sounds that I use. It really is a more of a enthusiasm and a recognition of and acknowledging small inclinations and efforts. I think so often we tend to overlook, we just want a certain behavior and we we miss little things that actually indicate that they are trying. So give me a trick that you've used and worked with with Lucas that does have a lot of elements to it that you were able to give him um, acknowledgement and, and reinforce some of the smaller success steps along the way. Sure thing. I think a great example of that, Arden, would be putting a hoop on a cone. I was curious to see if he could take something from me and put it somewhere else. He has a, um, a traffic cone, and we've made a ring. It's a solid that he can hold in his mouth and place somewhere else, just for instance. And and what's interesting about this is the techniques will apply to all the other um, tricks. And the same with, with uh, Wendell, his tricks. Uh, um, when we visit the hospice patients, he knows all sorts of things to get them to smile in addition to his costumes. Mm-hmm. So the same techniques would work with the, the dog, um, the dogs that we have as well. You'd give them... Um, Initially, you have to teach them focus. That would be my first step. Same with, same with any animal or, or person, as you mentioned. You really need their attention and focus. And you develop that by charging um, 
that's in clicker talk, you, you want to associate, have them associate your cue with a positive reinforcer. And initially I'll pair that with the food and my voice so that I can um, gradually reduce the food and then substitute that for my voice or my uh, petting, other reinforcers. No, no, that's great. That, okay. That's great. And then for the, so after the focus, I would teach him to touch the hoop. Then uh, after that, subsequently, I would teach him to put the hoop in his mouth um, till we get to the point where he's going back and forth between the hoop and the cone. And this, keep in mind that this may take days or weeks, depending on the previous. It's it's the foundation that you lay. So ideally, you'd want to teach the simpler, um, easier tricks first, and not overlap them. Um, so this is a fairly fairly difficult just for the listener's knowledge. You can't expect this right away, but it will mm-hmm. come because the learning builds on itself and they actually learn how to learn. And the, and the games become a, very, become a very fun and interactive way of, of connecting. Yeah, I think you hit that right on the, on the head there, that they love to learn to learn. And then all of a sudden you see the light bulb. Even horses have light bulbs over their heads, just like us, right? Absolutely. You're so right. I also employ mostly, well, absolutely strictly liberty it's a free training and i prefer that because i find that it's a way to really enhance and speed uh the lessons and to improve their generalizations the the liberty work allows them to actually figure out what you want um i don't do a whole lot of of modeling or touching uh pushing what do you mean by liberty work for some of the folks that aren't familiar with that term Liberty is uh, free, so they're, uh, for dog talk, it's off-lead. Uh, they're completely mm-hmm. free, and it permits them the, the, uh, the movement to actually situate themselves and adjust themselves to your request. All right. We are speaking with Karen Murdoch. She is the proud owner of Lucas, who is declared smartest horse in the world. So take that, Mr. Ed. We're going to speak with Karen a little bit about some of the roles that Lucas is now doing and how Lucas is helping other horses all around the world right after we take this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. This valuable information comes from your pet. There's nothing like a wagging tail or friendly paw to lift your mood. They're therapeutic and make us feel good. Studies show pets even reduce stress, prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and fight depression. So there you have it. Pets are a daily dose of good health and happiness. Pets add life. To learn more, visit petsadlife.org. How many pets is too many? Do you know somebody whose life is overwhelmed by their animals? Maybe we can help. We're looking for people to be in a new TV series about really large animal families. We can offer expert help, free resources, and the chance to tell their story. If you or someone you know owns a house full of animals, call us toll-free at 1-877-MY-8PETS. That's 1-877-MY-8PETS. Greetings, human. What? 
Planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Radio. Hi, it's Rochelle Fev from the Twilight franchise, inviting you all to listen to OB Have with Arden Moore on PetLifeRadio.com. And I think you should encourage other people to listen too, because I'll tell you from personal experience, Arden knows. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We have Karen Murdoch here with us, and she and Lucas are garnering headlines all over the planet. This is an amazing thoroughbred who can count, knows how to spell his name, plays peekaboo. I saw him bow. I've seen him twirl on three legs. You can see it all on playingwithlucas.com and there's a lot of videos on YouTube. You know, when you have a 1,200 pound pet like you do, Karen, getting uh, him from point A to B is not always easy, but it sounds like your invitation list is starting to grow. You're getting to be asked to come to events all over the country. Let's run down some of the places that you and Lucas have gone to and what's on the horizon for you both. Thank you, Arden. We just finished up with our hits performance. That's Horses in the Sun. It's the Desert Horse Show Circuit out in Thermal. And uh, next we're headed this week, actually, Thursday, uh, to the Equine Affair at the Pomona Fairplex, and that's going to be February 4th through the 7th, and that's at the Pomona Fairplex. He'll be in the Breed Pavilion. We're also going to be pairing up with uh, the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association there, and I can tell you more about that towards the end of this description. We're also going to America's Family Pet Expo, and that's at the Orange County Fairgrounds, April 16th through the 18th. And what will he specifically be doing there? Because that's a very popular venue. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that, Arden. That's an exciting project. Debbie Mazur is the event coordinator there, and they're just thrilled to have uh, horse participation. They've been looking uh, to incorporate that into their event for years and felt that Lucas would be a wonderful representative. He's, he's, uh, really appeals to a wide range of, uh, ages, groups, disciplines. Um, 
his friends uh, include everyone from uh, youngsters to grandparents, all the way from cowboys to uh, dog trainers, zookeepers. So it's a fabulous um, project. I'm so thankful that Debbie has the foresight to to, to invite us. We're hoping to uh, show people that training horses is really not much different from from training dogs and to and to meet new people. Well, I think you're right. I mean, I have never had a horse. I've ridden a horse. I've been in. Uh, I actually got to trot on a horse, which is <laughs> exciting for me. But way back in uh, in Mexico, there's a place called Extapa, and you could ride the horses along the beach, which is great. And I know more French than Spanish, but I definitely found out that. After you say the word rapido to the horse, you better know how to say alto. Otherwise, you'll probably be driving, flying up to galloping up to the, uh, you know, the border of California. So I was managed to stay on the horse. But what I realized is when I got to meet the horse, some of the other people in our group just kind of jumped on the horse and didn't really pay attention to the horse. And I thought to myself, this horse knows I am a green, 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 green passenger on this horse. And I said to them, look horse what's your name and I found out the horse's name I can't remember I'll, I'll just say Lucas for this example I'll say Lucas look you and I both know I don't know a lot about horses but I really would love to have a great ride with you I brought some carrots for you and can you work with me a little bit and and I'll do what I can but you know I groomed the mane and all that and you know what I think it helped a little bit maybe for my psychological self but I think maybe the horse said you know she's Give her a break. She's a tourista. She's trying. I mean, what would you say? He knew I was a raw rookie, but, you know, I was giving it my best. I was trying to show respect. Yes, I do think they sense that, Art, and I completely agree with you. And I think also they probably also sense your intentions, that you meant them no harm. And okay. And wanted to have a good time. You know what's exciting about this, too, and that made me think while you were talking, um, is the exposure to, uh, of Lucas to kids. Right. Kids don't really get to see much uh, about the farm animals anymore, and it's it's very important for them to recognize that all animals you know, are important, and to get them interested possibly in careers. Um, mm-hmm. My vet told me that it's becoming critical because of the farms um, disappearing. Kids don't have any uh, experience with large animals, and and most kids are afraid of the animals, and they spend so much time on their computers and and texting that they really don't have much interaction with animals at all. That's a very good observation. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, too, Arden, from what you were saying, I think people sometimes have a uh, difficulty seeing animals as more than a tool, something to um, get a ribbon with or use. There's so much more to it than than just having them be in a place that um, they don't get any attention and really aren't allowed to have an enriched environment and and be curious and interact with the world and, and enjoy their lives. It's, it's a wonderful experience that Lucas has given me. I am so grateful every day for the opportunity to see the world through his eyes and to give people a different perspective. How has Lucas helped you? I mean, being a psychiatric nurse, that's not a uh, cushy job. That's a that's a stress-filled job, and you have to be very devoted. You said you did that for about a quarter century. Yeah. Are there some things that uh, your relationship with Lucas has helped you in your mental well-being? 
well, I always kid my husband that Lucas is my therapy and, and much cheaper than antidepressant medications. He's <laughs> a wonderful um, relief and um, a way to really get in touch with nature. And really, it, it's just a reminder of how we're supposed to live, you know, being happy in every moment, no worries, um, being grateful for what we have, and really appreciating everything that's around us. It's, you're right, the psych nursing has been a wonderful corollary for my work with the animals. This, the nursing has given me a different appreciation of how effective uh, a gentle leading way is, uh, suggestions and waiting. I think a lot of trainers tend to forget that the waiting is just as important as the the response, um, giving them time to figure things out, and in that way, giving them the dignity to choose, and then also developing such a wonderful way of wanting to please. Right. Now, years ago, I'm not going to date either one of us, but I did love watching Mr. Ed. Did you ever watch that show? I did. Okay. Uh, religiously. <laughs> okay, good. Now, just for the trivia-minded folks out there, the, the horse that uh, played Mr. Ed was actually a gelding named Bamboo Harvester, and it was a Palomino horse. And there was an actor by the name of Alan Lane who did the voice. And there was always this uh, urban myth that the lips were moved because they gave the horse, Bamboo Harvester, peanut butter. What was your take on that? You know, I've read extensively on that, Arden, and from all accounts, uh, verifiable accounts, Mr. Ed, I don't want to deflate the readers, I'm afraid I have to tell you that it's been reported by um, people in the know that there was a invisible fish line that ran through the halter uh-huh. on Mr. Ed's lips that they had to manipulate in order to get him to move his lips. You'll notice that in all of the uh, shots of him moving his lips, unfortunately he has a halter on. However, I, I still hope that he was able to do that. Now, not to brag, Lucas can do that. So, well, I saw I was going to ask you, that's what I was going to say. You know, this is before there was computer tweaking, if you will. So Mr. Ed may have been yanked with invisible lines, but look at your videos that you have with Lucas. When you bring out that rain check towel, I, I mean, I see all gums. What's up there? <laughs> yes, that's, that's for real. I didn't want to forget to tell you, too, we're going to be going to the uh, Western States Horse Expo, and that's uh, June 11th through the 13th. Where will that be? Uh, that's going to be in Sacramento. Okay. There's also a super zoo. Now, that's a huge event in Las Vegas that a lot of the listeners may be going to as well. Uh, there's the International Equestrian Festival in Kentucky. And oh, my gosh. Through September uh, 25th through October 10th. That's a long trip for you two. It'll be a long trip. We're still negotiating. Um, I mean, he's not flying in the first class in the cabin, is he? Or, I mean, how are you going to get Lucas there? You know, that we're going to have to try to arrange with the uh, eventers, uh, mm-hmm. event coordinators. I'm hoping to eventually be able to string appearances together so that we'll have more of a layover. Okay. With a single trip uh, for that distance probably wouldn't be feasible. But depending on what else they can arrange, um, we'll have to see uh, what comes of that. Speaking of Mr. Ed, 
there uh, is a horse movie that's uh, coming out. I don't know if you've ever heard of Beautiful Jim Key, Arden? No, no, I'm sorry. Now, Lucas, uh, you're right, you're correct in that he's the world's smartest living horse. Beautiful Jim Key was actually the smartest horse who has ever lived for all history. He and his owner, were. their story took place in the early 1900s. And a wonderful book just came out titled Beautiful Jim Key by Mem Rivas. And they're in the process of editing and drafting the movie script and getting that funded. And oh, that'd be great. Us. Mm-hmm. They've already contacted us for Lucas to, to star in the movie. So we're excited about that. Will you do me a favor? Will you please uh, keep us in mind and let us know? We'd love to have you back if that happens so we can get a zillion people to the premiere. Wouldn't that be great? Thank you so much for suggesting that. I sure will. Um, That'll be really exciting. The book did really well and went mainstream. And it's a wonderful story in that the trainer, who was named Doc Key, the horse is beautiful, Jim Key, so it's a little confusing, but Doc Key... Uh, was at the forefront of humane animal treatment and was um, the impetus for the Humane Society to uh, develop. So it's it's really wow. a wonderful humanitarian, and also civil rights was, was a part of the whole thing. So it's just a tremendous movement, and um, I'm just so thrilled that this Well, we'll keep our hoofs crossed for you that this all happens. <laughs> That sounds great. (laughs) Lucas also has been in a book garden um, called Horse Namographies. Oh. It just came out. And he's due to also uh, be appearing in Sharon Miner's beloved horse book series, and that's going to be due out this year as well. Amazing, isn't it? From a horse that was not much of a racehorse and was kind of in someone's backyard, now Mm -hmm. he's actually literally in our hearts everywhere. You know, it's it's so touching, and I think it really hits a chord in that we can relate to him from so many perspectives and so many different ways of an underdog being able to overcome such hardship and not just to survive, but actually flourish. It, it really is so heartwarming, and uh, I'm just thrilled so many people are interested. We've been inundated with requests. I've started um, our book as well. Everyone wants to know Lucas's story and how I... Uh, got involved in a little bit more detail in our training methods. How you doing on your book? Did you get a publisher yet? You know, we've actually been in contact with a few ghostwriters. I haven't had a chance to write it myself, but I have right. all the ideas. I just have to be able to get it on paper. So, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm not sure how the process works, but we would welcome any publisher inquiry. <laughs> there you go. Sure. Well, I've written 20 pet books alone, so I know some publishers, so maybe after the show I can help you out a little bit. Oh, that's nice of you, Art, and I appreciate that. Now, I do want to make sure we get a reach out because there is a new role for Lucas as a spokeshorse. That's hard to say because I've never said that term before. A spokeshorse for retired racehorses. It seems like a very noble cause. Can you discuss a little bit about that? I'd love to, Arden. Thank you so much for asking. Um, we paired up with TROT. It's uh, T-R-O-T-T, and it stands for Training Racehorses Off the Track. And wonderful Bonnie Adams has taken directorship of that organization, and it focuses on saving racehorses that are leaving the racetrack that don't have a home. I didn't realize before all this um, media coverage that there are 37,000 racehorses that leave the racetrack every year, and that's just thoroughbreds. It doesn't count uh, uh, quarter horses or standard breads. 
And of those 37,000 horses, a very small percentage of them find homes. They're um, carted off to uh, very bad places. So Bonnie and I teamed up in hopes that we could educate the public on thoroughbred awareness and rehoming. And what's become so wonderful about this is he's, Lucas has become the poster boy for countless rescues and forums and newsletters and blogs, um, even cat and dog rescues. It's just a, kind of spearheaded an entire movement of recognizing the worth and, and the merit of putting a little effort into an animal who will then give you back a thousandfold out of appreciation. It's just an incredibly um, rewarding and fulfilling experience. And Bonnie's been working really hard with that. Also, I'm very proud, Arden, if I may, may, uh, may mention, Lucas is the poster boy for the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association. Rosemary Neeb is the director of the CTBA, and she has spearheaded uh, a, a truly progressive and um, incredibly wonderful documentary um, that's upcoming on their website that's going to feature Lucas and an extensive interview with, with myself and other trainers to get people to recognize just the wonderful ways that animals can enrich our lives and what we can do to, to try to help them. You know, isn't this amazing? You could never have scripted this in your life. No, you know, we have I, politicians that have every element of their campaign, you know, from start to finish. But when you have something with a connection with an animal, you know, sometimes you, pardon the pun, have to loosen the reins a bit. You know, Arden, it's so insightful for you to say that because I don't have an agent. This has all happened through the goodness of people's uh, loving hearts, of people banding together and recognizing that this is important and it, it is much more than just training a horse to lift its lips. In fact, um, your uh, listeners may also want to know that his reach, Lucas's reach, has extended into uh, equine-assisted therapy programs. We're also associated with HEAL. It's Human Equine Alliances for Learning, and it's located in Chehalis, Washington, a lovely practice that assists people uh, dealing with um, horrible traumas. And just the comfort and the closeness of animals and enjoying the process of the training and the interacting is it's so therapeutic. I am just delighted that you have been a guest on our show. We are speaking with Karen Murdoch and she and her horse, Lucas, the smartest horse in the world, and that's a fact, Jack, are really reaching out to people in need and animals in need and making us realize, wow, we are very, very lucky uh, I would say doggone lucky, but I guess I'm going to have to say horse gone lucky to have, you know, a connection that they bring that teaches us compassion and how a little patience goes a long way. And you can, every one of us has some kind of a hidden gem. And if you're given the right opportunity, you can let that shine. I do want to let you know I, I have an e-newsletter called Arden Moore Knows Pets. And I would be delighted to do a little spotlight on you and Lucas in that. It's coming out in next week. We reach thousands of people all over the planet, and we 
We'll be broadcasting the show. We'll put the link on the show as well. But I think I'd like to put a couple of the videos of you and Lucas so we can uh, extend the reach a little bit. Thank you so much, Arden. That sounds great. I love that. So is there any other last-minute things? I just want everybody to dash over to YouTube.com. Just punch in the phrase, Playing with Lucas, and that's L-U-K-A-S. And go over to PlayingWithLucas.com. That's the website that Karen Murdoch has. And literally, there is no hocus-pocus with this horse. Uh, This is a smart horse, but I think it's a smart horse because, Karen, you have been able to train Lucas and have a good, solid friendship with Lucas. Thank you so much, Art. I sure appreciate your time this morning and from our coordinating everything. And I I really think as long as we remember to be open um, to the possibilities and be willing to learn from our animals, um, it could just be a a truly uh, wonderful and, and very happy experience. I think you're right. So that's it for our show for today. I want to take this time again to thank Karen Murdoch and Lucas. Lucas, if you're in the house, I'm giving you a big hoof up. And to my uh, cool producer, Mark Winter, he makes this show happen each and every week. I hope you go to the PetLifeRadio.com site. Please check it over. We've got a great lineup of shows that cover everything from birds and dogs and cats, horses, lizards, oh my, even more great great number of wonderful talented hosts that find some of the very best people in the world of of pets animals and critters so until next time this is your flea free host Arden Moore delivering just two words to all you two three and four leggers out there oh behave coast to coast and around the world it's all behave with Arden Moore find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown from famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars you'll get great tail wagging pet tips and have a fur flying fun time all behave with America's pet edutainer Arden Moore every week on demand this is the place for a special paparazzi treat Only on PetLifeRadio.com.